All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Welcome in Oilers Nation every day, Friday edition. An idea I thought of right before the show. I should have shotgunned a beer because it's Friday. That'd be hilarious. I'm sure no issues would come from me shotgunning beers live on the internet. As always, we're coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio. Kylie might have a lead on an S so I can stop using the weird and sign. That'd be huge. Shout out to our friends at the Sports Closet. Three locations in Edmonton. Also, they have brand new Mitchell and Ness NHL hats on their site. They are unbelievable. So sick. Check them out, sportscloset.ca. Lots to get to today on the show. Let's not waste any more time. Let's go to the lead. Early in the season, there are a lot of overreactions for a lot of different reasons. The Arizona Coyotes might not win a hockey game this season. They could legitimately go 0-82. So could the Vancouver Canucks. They're both that bad. Kidding on the Canucks thing. Um, but the Oilers, they might go 82-0. Connor McDavid might score 60 goals this season. The Oilers' blue line is not good enough and will not get them out of the first round. See, lots of overreactions. There's only been like a handful of games played. People like freaking out about small sample sizes. But there's been one overreaction that I really want to talk about. Evander Kane did a nice gesture by passing the puck to Connor McDavid with the empty net. You know, it, he could have easily put this puck in himself and picked up his first goal of the season. Connor McDavid was wide open. If you don't pass that puck, 
for lack of a better phrase, you're kind of an asshole. Anyone who's played hockey at like any level knows that, hey, if you're going in and it's an odd man rush with an empty net, you try to pass to the other guy. Everyone gets on the score sheet. Everyone gets a bump on the stats page. It's cool. Evander Kane, good job. Good on you. You could have gotten your first goal of the year. You didn't. You get McDavid was going for a hat trick as well. Like it's not like Connor McDavid also had no goals on the season or just had one goal. Like opening night hat trick. If Evander Kane doesn't pass that puck, it's a really, really bad look. People are acting as if he's the greatest teammate ever now. And listen, I'm not like shitting on Evander Kane by any stretch of the imagination. It was a nice moment, but there have been articles written, best teammate, Evander Kane. He's now completely redeemed any sort of character flaws he has. Absolute redemption story because he passed the buck. Every talk show for the most part, which I guess I'm doing as well, is leading their show with, wow, Evander Kane. What a selfless act. That was unbelievable. And I don't know, Lee, we're going to bring in Liam because I don't know if I'm just being grouchy about this, but like, I feel like this is, he's getting a lot of play and a lot of really good press for doing something that's just the bare minimum. Like, that's my point. I I can't believe there's been stories about this. Like, I just, you know, when it happened, it was, oh, nice. Really good for you, Evander Kane. Like, thanks for passing the puck to McDavid to get that hat trick. Like, there's certain scenarios when this just kind of needs to happen, like, First career goal, maybe guy trying to end a streak of no goals or whatever. Yeah. A guy in a hat trick, like this isn't anything out of the ordinary that should have happened. And yeah, like massive overreaction. Like, hey, maybe maybe this happens again and it slows down. I don't know. Like, just kind of yeah, good for him, I suppose. First assist of the season for Van Dijk. There you go. Yeah, I I don't know. I just think some of the play. This is getting like Jilly says in the YouTube chat. Hundred percent, so blown up. It's like. You know, you don't get like a medal when you stop for someone at a crosswalk and you're driving. You know, like there's certain things you putting your uh, shopping cart back in the little carousel thing, whatever it's called. You know, these are just things you do because it's like the normal thing to do in society. The hockey equivalent is passing to your teammate when it's an odd man rush and you have an open net and they're going for the hat trick for a hat trick. I don't know. It was weird. Maybe as an assist I- bonus. Yeah, um, for people who had, I saw someone had a parlay out there and it was a same game parlay that was like 20 to one and all they were missing was an Evander Kane goal. And for that guy, like he probably is really mad at Evander Kane. Anyone who bet Evander Kane anytime goal scorer was like, whatever, pissed. But again, you pass that puck 100 times out of 100 when you're in that scenario. And it's not like Kane is all of a sudden this like great guy for it. I don't know, I thought it was funny. Um, Brent says, I think the attention is that no one thinks Kane is all about Kane. So expected him to not pass again. Like, I don't think he's, he, he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad teammate. He's not poison in the room. Like some people maybe thought he was going to be, but I don't know. Anyone would do that. The worst teammate in the world probably still passes that buck to Connor McDavid, the best player in the league, the, your captain, like. I don't know. It really got overblown is uh, is kind of my point. Uh, John in the chat says, I almost threw up seeing that ticket. Yeah, that's like an all-time bad beat. Is uh, I saw Zach Lang had a really bad one the other night too. He did like a 30-1 to player shot parlay, and he missed it. One shot on goal from Kevin Fiala. My bad beat last night was watching the Vegas Golden Knights not be able to score into the empty net with like two and a half minutes of the goalie pulled. Also... Alex Stalock stops like 36 to 37 and the King or and the Golden Knights don't cover the puck line. Brutal. Brutal. 
Sergeant Battle, happy BOA Eve, everyone. Excited to join my first Nation Watch Party this weekend. Yes, nationgear.ca is where you can get your ticket. We are going down to Soho, downtown Edmonton. A little watch party action for Oilers Flames. 25 bucks is your ticket. And uh, along with that, you get some swag, some GCs, a shirt, and you get into a dope party. It's going to be a really good time down at Soho Yag. NationGear.ca is where you get your tickets to that. Uh, Bag Milk's going to join us in like five-ish minutes, five, six minutes. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff in that. Um, the Canada is Bag Cream going to bro down in the alpha today? If he showed his face, I wouldn't put it past him to do his hits from the Alfa Romeo, kind of like Gregor did yesterday, um, doing his hits from his Volvo or his Volkswagen. I think it's Volvo. Volvo. Brent, sorry, I meant haters think Kane is all about Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally, I, I probably read it wrong too. I knew what you meant. Uh, Danger Suede, let's raise a banner for most teammate, teammate ever. And that's my point is like people were more or less like raising a banner, being like, look how great Evander Kane is. And it's like, Man, can you like I would be opening this show with a rant if he didn't pass the puck being like, what an ass. So again, all good. Uh, any other overreactions from the beginning of the season? You can let me know in the YouTube chat. We are going live on Twitter and Facebook as well, but I only read the YouTube chat. I can only pay attention to one chat at a time. So if you want your opinion heard, you got to go into the YouTube chat. Those are the rules of the show. Open the oil, give Calgary a reminder of who the kings of the BOA truly are. Flames fans like making fun of Oilers fans for like, oh, you're uh, raising up a banner for being BOA champs and all of that. Yeah, I don't care. Kings of Alberta, that's the Edmonton Oilers, and they get a chance to reassert their dominance on Saturday night Battle of Alberta, which will feature some new look lines. That's certainly exciting. Uh, Jason Greger had the lines from practice today. I will rattle those off for you right now. Connor McDavid centering the top line with Zach Hyman on the left side and Yessa Pugliarvi on the right side. Leon Dreisaitl with Evander Kane and Kyler Yamamoto. Yes, Kyler Yamamoto is expected to be in the lineup for the Battle of Alberta tomorrow night. And he's not the only one who will be making his season debut on the third line. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Dylan Holloway, and on the right side, it's Warren Fogle. Fogle missed the first game with an injury. He's back, expected to play in the BOA, and the fourth line is going to be Ryan McLeod with Brad Malone and Derek Ryan. Um, Philip Broberg was recalled from Bakersfield. Devin Shore sent down. Unsure if that's like a salary cap thing. Wouldn't... I will see. I, I honestly haven't seen anyone talk about if Broberg's like a legit recall and if Shore's legit going down or if this is again just like a money thing to make the cap work but uh Philip Broberg yeah if they go 11 and 7 tomorrow Broberg might find his way into the lineup we will see what do you think of the new line combos though I kind of like it I think Zach Hyman was their definitely their hardest working forward I won't say most impactful forward because Connor McDavid scored three goals um and Evander Kane made that unbelievable pass as well so like he's definitely up there um but Zach Hyman he was our hardest working forward so I like that he's getting the bump up with 97 I thought Pugliarvi had a decent game bit of a ticky-tack penalty on him he missed a chance back door but for the most part he was good Drysaddle Kane Yamamoto I don't hate that Dylan Holloway ease the pressure off him playing with Ryan Nugent Hopkins I think that third line has some potential. I, I'm going to be watching Warren Fogle really closely as well. Um, he needs to have a bounce back season. He still scored more north of 10 goals last year, but the expectations were certainly higher. Um, 
And I want to see him just be more consistently in the battle, if you kind of know what I'm saying. I want to see him bang some bodies, get in hard on the forecheck. If him and Holloway can be like the Bash brothers on that third line and just make life miserable for those Flames defensemen like Rasmus Anderson when they're going back for the puck, um, I, I think that'd be really good. And Nuge could kind of, you know, just float in and do his Nuge kind of stuff with the puck. Holloway, Fogel, forecheck hard, create some space for Nugent Hopkins. Maybe that third line has the potential to score some goals. Uh, Kyle says, where's Kane? Uh, he's next to Leon Drysettle and Kyler Yamamoto. I don't know if I read that or if I forgot to read that. Um, Dangerous Wade, how long can Shore hang out with the team for? Can they just send him down and he stays with the team? I think he can. I think he could be like, hey, I'm not going down to Bakersfield. They could just let him vibe in the room, but he wouldn't be allowed to like skate or practice, I believe. Probably makes sense, honestly, to not send him down. And then if someone's sick, you can like recall him on an emergency basis or something. I think there's a way to make all that work. Mike says he doesn't like McLeod on the fourth line, would rather have someone like Shore there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but then what are you going to do? Move McLeod to the third line with Nuge and Holloway? Scratch Malone and put Fogel on the fourth line, right? Like, I mean, the nice part about depth, or the ugly side of having depth, I should say, is that someone good has to play on the fourth line. And the thing that worries me, and this is where I'll agree with you, Mike, having McLeod on the fourth line scares me because Jay Woodcroft, sometimes when the game gets going, feels like he kind of forgets to play his fourth line at five on five sometimes. So I'd be mildly concerned that, you know, McLeod's not going to get a ton of ice time down there. Um, there is something else I wanted to cover today. We're going to keep talking about all this with bag milk, but we're talking about early season overreactions and all of that stuff. Mine would be that this Oilers blue line is not good enough and they should probably start just, just taking a little bit of a look, trying to see which defenseman could be available on the market. So I went and I did some work for you. There is a few defensemen I like. Top of the list. This is going to be my guy this year. In the past, I've wanted the Oilers to get Tristan Jari. Ricard Raquel is still my boy, even though he signed long-term in Pittsburgh. I always kind of latch on to someone who I always say is going to be the best in-season move for the Oilers that season. This year, that guy is Carson Soucy. It is without a doubt Carson Soucy. Seattle is still going to be bad. They're going to be sellers. He's an Alberta boy. One year, 2.75 million. Shut down, left shot D-man. He would make this blue line perfect. If you could run him and Barry on the third pairing, I would love it. Carson Soucy is my guy this year. He is number one, top of the list, number one trade target. Jacob Chikrin would be up there, but I don't view him as realistic. Soucy, in terms of realistic and what he'd bring and the fit, all of that, Carson Soucy's number one. 28-year-old Alberta boy, bring him home. The other guy I like, and this one is interesting. He played with the LA Kings last year. Ali Mata, he doesn't get a lot of talk as being like a really solid defender, but I looked at some of the numbers and he is. At five on five last season with the LA Kings, his Corsi four was above 50%. His shots four was above 50%. His numbers were really, really good. He's not going to bring you any sort of offense, but he's young, 28 years old. Same with Susie. He's got one year at 2.25 million. So the Oilers are strapped for cap space. They got no money to spend. If Detroit is out of the race, and I mean, 6'2", 210 pounds, right? Like a big body. I liked him in the playoffs as well when they went head-to-head -head with the Oilers. Ollie Mata is like my watch list guy. He's not getting talked about a lot. Detroit thinks they're going to contend as well. And like, that's a big part of this. Detroit's going to try to push for the playoffs. So no guarantee that they even want to, even if they're out of the race, no guarantee they'd want to move like a 28-year-old Ollie Mata. Maybe they view him as a long-term piece, former first-round pick. But Ollie Mata is a guy I'd watch. And 
because I don't trust myself with this stuff. I even sent a text to NHL Sid, our resident analytics expert, and I said, can I like Olimata? I asked for his permission. I was like, is it okay for me to like Olimata? And he said, good defensive metrics at five on five. His penalty killing results are even better. That's good. And he allows shorthanded chances at a lower rate than any Oilers D. Mata is also quite good at denying zone entries and rush chances. He would definitely be a good defensive lefty option. So if you can't get Susie, and Susie's probably going to cost you like, Similar to Kulak, I think, is the range. Maybe only Mata costs you less than that, and he can be just as effective. So I like Mata. I like Susie. And there's also a watch list I threw together. This is just basically guys who are on teams that could be out of the playoffs and are pending UFAs. That was the criteria I used. So we can flash that up here. John Klingberg got the top. Apparently, the Oilers like him. I think he's too expensive. I think he's going to cost too much to acquire. He's a right shot. You wouldn't be using him on the power play because you have Barry and Bouchard. So unless it's like Barry out the door, Klingberg in kind of thing, I don't see Klingberg as a great fit. Susie's a great fit. Damon Severson, same thing. Not a great fit. Again, shoots right, but he's young. He's all right. Vladislav Gavrikov from Columbus is an interesting one because he's young. And if Columbus is out of the race and is like, hey, we just need to get picks. We need picks. I'd have time for Gavrikov. Ryan Graves, I don't think he moves either. But again, Pending UFA D-man shoots left on a team, New Jersey, that could be out of the race. Scott Mayfield's another one. He shoots right. I don't know how well he could play the left side, um, but I, these are just the list of pending UFA defensemen on teams that might miss the playoff. They're the other watch list guys. Throw Nick Holden on that list in Ottawa as well. Good St. Albert boy. Got to give some love to a nice St. Albert boy. Um, so that's my rant or my discussion about defensemen to watch. We're going to be talking about trade rumors a lot on the show because I like that kind of stuff. Carson Soucy is officially my boy, though. Speaking of, my boy, let's get to our guest segment. It's the Bro Down with Bag Milk. It's Friday. Let's go. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's Friday, so you know what that means? It's time for the bro down with Bag Milk. Was that a nice transition for you, Bag Milk? My boy. That was really nice. I like that. Thank you. Are you in the alpha? I'm not in the alpha, though next Friday I will do it inside the alpha. 
me and you are going to do some fun content inside that beautiful vehicle as well. So people can look forward to that. Yeah, we're going to do like, a, I think it'd be fun to drive around a little bit and do kind of like an ask me anything like we did on our trip to Jasper. I like when people ask us questions. I think we always have good answers. And if we can cruise around in a nice whip, then we're having a good time. That's a good day at the office. Yes. Yes, it is. As if we don't do enough content together already. Four podcasts a week, this live hit. Oh, that's a five podcasts that's a week, right. actually, once we our goes up to twice a week starting next week on Tuesdays. So people can look forward to that. Um, I don't know if you were in already, but uh, I just rattled off some defensemen that I think would be good targets. Anyone there you like? And second part of the question, is lefty going to be the biggest need for this team at the, at the deadline? I'll answer the second part first. Yes. Uh, and I didn't think it was going to be that way. I thought it was going to be the right side that needed the most work as we kind of work through the season. But I think it is going to be the left side. And I think that's because... And it's, I, I watched what Gregor said on your show yesterday with Philip Broberg going down. And I know he got recalled today. Who knows what's actually happening there? I'm guessing they would go, Oilers go 11 7 tomorrow. But I think that just kind of showed, like, oh, this guy's spot was almost kind of written in ink before the season started. Maybe we needed to slow it down a little bit. So I, I think that the left side is going to be a priority. And I'm going to say Carson Susie's my guy too, because they've already got a jersey made. We know it's there. We already saw it. Carson Susie is my guy. He should be everyone's guy. Carson Susie, good Alberta boy. And so, like, if I don't hate their blue line right now, and I don't want this to come off as me being like, oh, no. their blue line sucks, it stinks, blah, blah, blah. Like, no. if you're playing one of Murray or Broberg every day, you're fine. But what do we know about playoff hockey? People always get hurt. Darnell Nurse was skating on one leg throughout the entire playoffs last year. If Nurse or Kulak were to go down with any sort of a significant injury, what would your left side look like? Murray's going to play top four minutes. Broberg's going to play top four minutes. That's not championship caliber, and that's what the Oilers need to be. So that's where I'm coming out with the D thing is like they're probably fine right now. But if you want to win a Stanley Cup, you need to be more than fine. And, th and that's just sort of my point there. Yeah, they're fine. They're passable. They're going to get into the playoffs with this defensive group. But like you said, we've got bigger goals than just making the playoffs these days and i think they need an upgrade and i think everybody knows it our forwards looking real good no problem up front for me in net super excited about the tandem that we've got in campbell and skinner i just think there's room for upgrades on the back end and if we can make it work underneath the cap we're gonna have to do some magic here for sure to make it happen but like that is an area that we need some love and yes we're talking about the left side but if you could also and I, I'm trading Barry again, but like if you could also flip Barry for more of a shutdown style guy on the right side, I think you probably investigate that as well. Yeah, like the dream deal, and I don't think it's available. I don't think Seattle would do it, but like if you could move Barry for Susie or like move Barry somewhere for a pick, bring in Susie, then also go get like a Scott Mayfield or a guy for the right side as well. I just think you'd have such a nice, complete blue line. Although I recognize Barry, important part of the core there, gets along with everyone in yeah. the room. He, to his stuff. credit, yeah, he was good in the playoffs too. So I, I don't always want to be running Barry out of just it's the cap hit, and then that that'll always be it. Um, well, that's just the thing too. Like it's really important to say when we're trading Tyson Barry right now. It's not because we don't think that he's going to be a productive member of this hockey team. It's just that 
you look at the guy that's playing either ahead of him or right with him on that right side, and their skill set is so similar that I just don't know that you need both Bouchard and Barry. And unfortunately, like you said, Barry's just more expensive. I'm not running him out of town. I think he's a serviceable player. He played well in the playoffs. He's going to do well for us on the power play if he and Bouchard are split in time. It's just that the makeup on the back end. Like, here's the thing, Tyler. If we had an opportunity, and I don't even have a name for you. I'm just kind of like pie in the sky here. If we had the opportunity to bring in a Nima Linen type on the right side, a guy with a little bit more experience that, you know, that can hit, that plays physical, I think you have to explore that. And I'm not saying a rookie like Nima Linen. I'm just saying that style of player. I think the Oilers need a little bit more jam on the back end. And a guy who is, you know, he's not going to score, but what he is going to do is he's going to keep the puck out of the net. Yeah, I, we're, we're definitely on the same page with that. Uh, we got a question in here from the chat. Who was it? Who was it? Uh, Steve Simons, not to be confused with Steve Simmons. Uh, he says, Bag Milk, who is uh, your completely under the radar surprise this year or the answer? Who do you think is getting the answer belt first? Well, we've built out the answer belt. It's ready. At that Nation HQ, Justin Bieber is keeping it warm for the time being. Now, who could be the answer? Everybody thinks it's going to be Dylan Holloway, but I don't, and I've said this on Oilers Nation Radio, I don't think that's fair to him just yet. He's a rookie. If he comes in and steals the belt, then hey, we've got a lot of time for that. But you know who my pick is? I'm going to tell you. It's Jesse Pugliarvi. He could be the answer. Yes, he got robbed in game one, that backdoor play. Obviously, you want that to go in, but Thatcher Demko made a nice play on it. You got to give the goaltender some credit too. So I think that Yessa, if he sticks up there with Connor on that first line, I heard you talking to Liam about the line combos. He's got a chance to do stuff that nobody expects from him this year, and I'm really hoping he executes on it. That would be my dream scenario. Second pick, Ryan McLeod. Mm, I just got a ton of time for that guy. A ton of time for Ryan McLeod, so he would be my second pick. Uh, John says Campbell is the answer. I know you are close personal friends with Jack Campbell now, so you would probably agree with that as well. Credited with a hit. Thanks to Matt Iwanek, who confirmed that for me, that yes, up in the press box, they did say Jack Campbell was given a hit by the stats keepers. Mike Smith could never. He could never. Campbell battles, baby. That's all we needed to know. And he went out in game one and absolutely destroyed that dude. I don't even know the guy's Uh, name. That's how hard Campbell hit him. Put him into next week, I'd say. He's so much more like, and I don't, again, I don't want to keep like ragging on people, but like he's so much more likable than Mike Smith. Like too many battles and that was fun, but like Campbell's smiley. He's tapping teammates on the shin pads. He's laying hits. Like I love him. Think about game one, Wednesday night, two goals in what? The first three, four minutes. If that was Mike Smith, he is fucking screaming at everybody on the ice. He doesn't care. He's yelling at you. He's staring you down in the crowd, Tyler, because he knows you're against him somewhere. Meanwhile, Jack Campbell, he's just having a good time. He's like, you know what, boys? We're going to shake it off. We're okay, guys. He's giving stick taps everywhere. And then what does the guy do? He shuts the door. He locks it down, makes some huge saves, keeps the Oilers in the game, allows them to get their feet under him. He did what we want from our starter, and he did it without yelling at anybody. And for me, I'm a very soft millennial these days, Tyler. I really like my feelings tendered to or taken care of, and I feel like Jack Campbell's going to do that for all of us. I'm tired of being yelled at. You know what we should do this year? For every Jack Campbell shutout, we should go and donate, like, we should get everyone to start doing this. Donate like a 12-pack of Campbell soup to the food bank or something. Fuck yeah, let's do that. 100%. Let's do it. That's a good idea. Um, okay, did That's you hear my rant? Idea. 
Did you uh, hear my rant about the Evander Kane thing earlier on? Like, people are throwing this. What guy I heard. Away. What I heard is that you think Vander Kane is a bad teammate and that he's a bad guy and that the only reason anybody's giving him any love is that he gets an assist, whereas I think that he is a sparkling beacon of hope on this team and his selflessness on that play to Connor McDavid deserves rainbows, it deserves a parade, it deserves a statue, and it deserves twice the amount of articles and thoughts and radio hits that are being done about a simple five-foot backhand pass. I think Evander Kane should have a statue out front next to Wayne with him in the pose of that backhand pass to Connor. That's what I think. I don't think that is too much. I think that's what he deserves. I think anything less is disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, um, good hit. Uh, do they win tomorrow? What's your score prediction? Of course, 4-2, baby. Let's go. All right. And uh, again, we do have the Oilers Nation watch party coming up. Thanks for doing this, buddy. I'll see you in the office. Anytime. All right, let's get to the wrap. Betting talk to wrap up the show today because we only got about five minutes left. That was a great segment with Begging Milk. And uh, I also choked on my coffee. I'm sure most of you saw that. Um, that was embarrassing. Anyways, uh, let's bring in Liam here to chat a little Betway betting. Liam, Friday night slate in the NHL. What do you got? We're hoping for a bounce back, to say the least. I... Uh... One of the picks I have was a Winnipeg Jets in their home opener of the New York Rangers, minus 125. I feel like they've got that bounce back in them this season. You know, they got a new head coach, home opener. And with that, I'm going to go with a Kyle Connor anytime goal, plus 140. I mean, he's one of the best scorers in the league. It's not bad value for what it is. So there you go. That's Sam. I'm on the Winnipeg Jets tonight. It's actually, the Rangers played last night and they put up seven on uh on the st louis or on the minnesota wild but they're probably gonna have to go yarrow halak tonight i'm assuming with yeah. the back-to-back so halak versus hellebuck like that right there is a good enough matchup i don't hate that the fact the books are undervaluing 40 goal guy kyle connor like that plus 140 i i think that's a great spot as well um my bets today on daily face off live i am going with a hurricanes lightning parlay going with those two Braden point to get an assist and also the brent burns shot prop is free money tonight mm. and see john in our chat who yesterday was the only one of us who got a pick right so everyone just listen to him don't listen to us <laughs> he nailed the brinket shot prop yesterday he's going with the burns shot prop as well over two and a half shots his last four games six four 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 easy money easy money liam uh so yeah that's what i'm doing tonight i'm going rangers or sorry lightning hurricanes parlay burns shot prop tailing john and I'm also going to go Braden Point assist. I like your Kyle Connor bet as well, though. Um, also, weekend coming up, football. What do you got? Yeah, I'm actually. You know what? I'm keeping one close to home here. I'm going with going with our Elks plus one ninety <laughs> on the money line. I mean, come on, the Elks haven't wow. won a game at Commonwealth Stadium as the Elks. However, the Toronto Argonauts, I believe, haven't won a game in Edmonton in seven years. One of these streaks has got to end. So tomorrow night, I'm putting my money on the Edmonton Elks to come out on top. And then I'm on the Cooper Rush train for uh, Sunday night football too. And I'm going to go Cowboys spread versus Eagles. Hey, Cooper Rush has come in and everyone thought the Cowboys were going to lose every single game. And they're a very good team with him in. So you got you to gotta ride the Rush train. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll keep it within a touchdown. I have three NFL bets this weekend. Two of them, I'm very, very confident in. Teasing the Bucks down to minus three 
and the Falcons to plus 11 and playing those two together at minus 120. So Bucks, Falcons, six-point teaser, and then Chargers, Rams, Bengals, money line parlay, plus 205. I like that. I think those three teams should win. The Bengals straight up on the money line at minus 130, I think is a really good play as well. But Chargers, Rams, Bengals, and then also... Because I'm a Bills guy. Go Bills. Big game Sunday at Arrowhead against Kansas City Chiefs. Josh Allen over 295 and a half passing yards. Those are uh, my three NFL bets. Bucks, Falcons, teaser. Chargers, Rams, Bengals, parlayed. Allen over 295 and a half. Um, Euler fan says, let's go Elks. So there you go, Liam. Uh, John says, you're lighting money on fire. I I was going to say, you missed the comment above that. (laughs) Lighting money Uh, on fire. Hey, we'll we'll review on Monday. Yes, of course we will. And I think we might have Brock on Monday. So we'll talk some betting with Brock as well. Steve mm-hmm. says, Tyler, I'm in Vegas next week. What puck bets do I need to make? Steve, just watch this show and we'll give you bets next week. 11 a.m. Vegas time. Set a reminder. You won't miss it. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Then you really won't miss it. You'll get Your phone will blow up when we go live. Um, Brent says, what's your choice for betting app? Betway. Betway. Head to Betway. Sign up. Uh, all right, BOA tomorrow. We are going to have a show at noon. It'll be a bit of a different vibe. Uh, we'll just like chat for 15, 20 minutes about the game and uh, we'll get some takes. But you can look forward to that tomorrow. We'll come up live once again on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, live from the Sports Closet Studio. There you go. I always point at it wrong when I look in the camera. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back tomorrow to set up the BOA with a quick little weekend edition of Oilers Nation every day. Enjoy the games tonight, though. Enjoy your Friday night. Thanks for tuning in this week. We did really well. The chat was bumping on YouTube. I love it. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I don't know. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, Liam. We're good. We're good. 